the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rescuers radio show. You know, the radio show is heard every Thursday at 530 at Faith Talk 1360 and faithtalk1360.com. And you can go to our website, rescuersradioshow.org where you'll find all the shows that have ever been on the program. We're in our third year and 120-some uh, shows, and you'll find them all there at uh, rescuersradioshow.org. You'll also find a donate button, as this is a ministry that's, that is uh, listener-supported, so you might check that out as well. I'm really excited about this guest. Um, uh, we haven't met till right now. We and uh, we're going to talk all about uh, why he's here and and the company he's he's with. Uh, Chris Rodriguez is president and CEO of Ability Three Hundred and Sixty in Phoenix. Chris, hello. Hi, how you doing, Art? <laughs> Good. Good. So so great to have you here. I'm so honored to be on your show. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak today. <laughs> well, that's it's good, and I'm I'm glad people are going to have an opportunity to find out what Ability Three Hundred and Sixty is all about because. I, I bet there's a large number of people that don't really know what that is, but we're going to dive into that. But before we do that, uh, let's take a look into your life story for our audience to get to know you. Uh, how did you get to this point in your life? Yeah, so, um, uh, you know, I've uh, I've been all over the country. I've, I've had the good fortune to be able to work on behalf and next to people with disabilities my entire career. And I really got involved in the disability community as the result of being the younger brother to my brother, TJ, who is a gentleman who lives uh, with my folks in a little suburb outside of Houston. But he's an individual with fairly significant intellectual and developmental disabilities. Okay. So, you know, growing up in a household uh, with a brother that, you know, has special needs really put me at an interesting vantage point to witness some of the unfortunate barriers and challenges that come with raising a child with a disability and, you know, kind of watching those and growing up, I kind of scratched my head and thought, you know, I wonder if there's a way that I can dedicate, you know, my professional life uh, with what I'm so passionate about. And that's really breaking those barriers down. And, you know, I've just been super duper fortunate to be able to work with some incredible people and some incredible organizations representing the disability community. Awesome. So, uh, um, you were you came to Phoenix in 2021 uh, to in this position, right? Yes. Uh, what was the draw to Arizona for you? Uh, you know, that's it, an interesting question. So, I, I came most recently from New Orleans, where I was heading up uh, basically a federally funded civil rights law firm that protects the rights of people with disabilities. Oh, nice. um, 
And uh, I was recruited actually for this job, and I came out and I, I had the opportunity to tour the facilities, our offices, and our incredible sports and fitness center that I'll tell you about a little later. And just the spirit of ingenuity and innovation that surrounds Ability360 was so intriguing to me. Uh, so many nonprofits, as you know, Art, do so many incredible things with many times you know, very little resources. And I think in many circumstances that kind of – um, you know, kind of shackles them to, you know, doing what's directly in front of them, assisting whatever population they might in the moment. And they really don't get to think, you know, long term or are really kind of sky's the limit. But Ability360 um, really has that sky's the limit type of mentality. Uh, and you see it in all their programs. And again, just the innovation and the the creativity to solve some of these issues is just something I haven't seen in very many other organizations. So, it was just very enticing and compelling, and it's humbling to be uh, considered and then provided the opportunity to lead an organization like that. And, of course, you came right on the heels of uh, the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't have to you know, kind of deal with all of that. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but I had to deal with that in the last organization. But, so yeah. uh, you have a background, as you pointed out, of great service uh, caring for those with disabilities uh, in other states and also, also Washington, D.C., uh, anything you can share with us about all those stops you made and the kind of work that may have probably prepared you for this? Yeah, so I kind of cut my teeth. As I mentioned previously, I've always been intrigued and interested in the disability field and breaking down some of those barriers and understanding why those barriers even exist in the first place and kind of looking at the evolution of the disability field. Uh, but I was also very interested in policy and law. Uh, so I had the the good fortune to to go. Um, I went to school on the West Coast, got my college degree in political science out of Berkeley. Uh, and interestingly enough, when I went there, it was one of the few universities that actually also had a disability studies program. Yeah. So I got to understand better um, uh, the disability culture and philosophy and history alongside learning about political science and policy and laws and things like that. And then decided to kind of marry the two. And I was uh, I did legislative advocacy for about 15 years, otherwise known kind of in the private sector as lobbying. Um, <laughs> I've but, been there. Yep. But, uh, you know, I was, it's just been such a great ride. Uh, I'm fascinating, again, with the legislative process and affecting it and being able to do it on behalf of a group of individuals and next to a group of individuals that I'm so passionate about has been such a, a treat for me and just been uh, you know, such a, a fortunate circumstance in terms of my professional life. So it's been good. I mean, you look at different things. I always thought my dream was going to Washington and, and working at the legislature there and with the executive offices and things like that. And it was such a, 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 a great experience and I learned a lot. But I really found out if you want to effectuate change and you really want to get it done quickly, I think doing it on the grassroots level, there's nothing else like it. Um, I think when you're trying to solve uh, big issues, challenges, and problems, the closer you are to those that you represent, the better solutions you're going to come up with. And, uh, you know, you hear it all the time, but it, it is true. Being out there in Washington, in some circumstances, you might lose sight of more creative and practical solutions. Yeah. Uh, whereas when you're working shoulder to shoulder with those that you represent, on a grassroots level, you really come up with solutions that are directly related to the challenge. Absolutely. So, well, and uh, you, are, you are working in a beautiful facility, and I think I've heard uh, maybe the best of, in the country of, at what they're, you're doing. 
Yeah, so we're at our kind of at our core. We're what's called a Center for Independent Living, which uh, allows us to capture a relatively modest amount of federal dollars to do some core services to help people with disabilities exercise autonomy and uh, independence in the community, as opposed to having to live in more congregate type settings like assisted living and group homes and nursing homes and things like that. Um, and uh, there's probably about four or five hundred centers for independent living, but. Um, through the great work of, of my predecessor, Phil Pangrazio, and the board and all the incredible people that have worked for Ability360 over the last four decades since it's been around, it's grown to be one of the largest centers for independent living in the country, which we're really, really proud of. Uh, and that allows us to kind of be a leader in that field and to kind of um, test the boundaries on different programs and think creatively in ways that perhaps smaller organizations might not have the resources to do. Yeah. You know, there's one thing I, 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 I meant to mention as you're talking about your background. Uh, you were a NCAA Division One gymnast, right? <laughs> I was. I was. Many years ago, Art. That's, that's accurate. And what, what events do you, did you? Uh... Uh, let's see here. I, I, was, uh, I competed on the floor, the vault, the parallel bars, <laughs> and the high bar. So quite a few things. And started that, interestingly enough, started gymnastics when I was three years old. Oh, and wow. It's, it was as a result of serious. Yeah, it was a result of my brother, actually. So he, uh, as a part of his disability, had some issues, uh, motor functioning and walking and things like that. And doctors really didn't know what to tell my parents to do to try and uh, address some of those issues. And one of them just said, well, put him in gymnastics. He'll roll around and, and maybe figure some stuff out. Uh, and my parents looked around, finally found a, a facility, a program that would allow my brother with his disabilities to participate. And they kind of flopped me down next to him. I must have been three and he was probably seven. Um, <clears throat> so if not for my brother, I would have never gotten involved in gymnastics and never probably been able to attend you know, UC Berkeley on a gymnastics scholarship and have all those incredible experiences. Wow. <laughs> so um – a reminder to our listeners, if you're coming in uh, a little late to this uh, episode of the uh, Rescuers Radio Show, uh, my guest is Chris Rodriguez, President and CEO of Ability360 uh, in Phoenix. And uh, we're, we're going to dive a little deeper and, and find out what this is all about. Uh, you know, it, human nature, sometimes you like it, sometimes you don't like it. Um, people would rather walk around somebody Sometimes if they see them, they're just not, uh, you know, par for whatever, uh, walking or, or in wheelchairs or whatever that is. Isn't that the case? And, 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 the, and part of your work is to help turn around that perspective, right? Yeah, I think much of what we do, I think it's, there's two major pillars that I think of when you look at an organization like Ability360. One is it's got to be inclusive and community-based. So we work very hard uh, on making sure that people have the proper supports and services so that they can uh, live and thrive in the community next to their typically abled peers like anybody else, yeah. uh, which is, you know, that has taken decades to become, uh, and I don't even know if it's necessarily the norm now. I hope that it, it's much more closer to the norm than it was previously. But, I mean, you look back 50, 60, 70 years ago, people with disabilities from birth were just told the best thing for them would be to put them in some type of state-run institution. Yeah. And, you know, we've had to live through the unfortunate history and lessons of congregate care, which has been, we know, you know, statistically that cases, unfortunate cases of abuse, neglect and exploitation are far more 
um, prevalent in institutional type settings when compared to helping, you know, providing supports and services in the community. So certainly, you know, community-based supports and services we, we um, you know, support. That's one of our pillars. But the other is inclusion, you know, living next to anybody at any moment and, yeah. and just doing what you do. We all have differences. We all, you know, whether it's, you know, how quickly I cross <laughs> the street or, or somebody else does or my preference and uh, this or that. Um, but we all need to understand that despite our differences, we have uh, so much more in common than we would ever think, despite, you know, if you have a disability, if you don't, if you, you know, whatever your beliefs and things like that are. So, yeah, I have a friend that lives here in town and uh, he is an Olympic uh, competitor. Oh, wow. Paralyzed mm-hmm. and uh, uh, with no no leg action at all, w- waist up. He's a powerhouse, mm-hmm. but uh, he he won a bronze at the uh, Summer Olympics last year. Oh, excellent! In road racing. Oh wow, very good. And he refers to so when the when the uh, Olympics uh, were over, then the Paralympics began. Mm-hmm. And so when I was talking to him, I had him on the show, actually, uh, and I I talked to him about that and switching the gears from watching that to this. He says, oh, we look at able, able, uh, abled athletes all the time. Didn't didn't use any other word, just abled athletes. And yes, I'm a Paralympic and and. Here's my bronze medal, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and and he's a he's a serious competitor, oh, and I and, yeah. and, I, I, and uh, you should meet him one day because I'm sure you you have, you'll have that opportunity. But he's a he's a great guy, follower of the Lord, and and uh, and uh, gets that guiding, and and there's no stopping him. Right. Uh, he he was a a, a BMX rider. Okay. And fell in one of their, you know, these are wild guys. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and he, he fell and from a high altitude, and uh, that's how he became a paraplegic. But he, his, the athlete inside of him wouldn't let him stop. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's an incredible story. We see a lot of that going on uh, with some of the folks that come and exercise. And one of the programs that we have, one of many programs, but uh, it's certainly one of our larger ones, is about 10 years ago, a little over a decade ago, we opened a 40,000-square-foot universally designed sports and fitness center here in Phoenix. And there's probably only a couple other like it in the entire country. So not only can people, despite any type of disability or or doesn't matter – um, can come and exercise there. We also have, it's a sports facility. Now, is so, that within Ability360? Yep, within Ability360. Wow. Yeah. So we have athletes from all over the world come and train wow. with us. Yeah. Ryan Penny is this gentleman's name. Okay. And uh, I don't know if he's been there or not, but uh, he's a firecracker. Yeah, nice. And he's now he's now getting ready for the next Olympics. Oh, excellent. He's, he's already in training. He's been traveling to championships all over the world. And yeah, I bet. He's, he's preparing but um, there's so much about this building and about what you do that we just don't understand, mm-hmm. right? So uh, I'd like to get a full picture of this before you leave today. And, well, we're about 10 minutes to go, so <laughs> we got, we got plenty of time. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I've been uh, with the organization, like you had mentioned, Art, for about a year now, and I'm still learning about all the diverse supports and services that we provide 
um, you know, we tried to kind of create a master list of all the different supports. And I think we're up to maybe 109, 110 different types of supports that we provide. But they're broken down into a relatively small number of departments. We have uh, community integration uh, department, We, which uh, under that we have people that go into rehab facilities and nursing facilities and speak to people about uh, reintegrating into the community so that they know that you know, just because they might have some type of situation, they don't have to live in a nursing home necessarily or assisted living, but there's supports out in the community that can help them. Uh, we have a home modification program. This focuses on people with disabilities that are likely lower socioeconomics and maybe just experience a disability, and now their home isn't accessible for them. So we can go in, assess their home, help them uh, build uh, rolling showers, ramps, widening doors, things like that. So, again, they can stay in their home as opposed to needing some type of assisted living type situations. Um, we have an advocacy department, which teaches people with disabilities kind of to find their voice and to advocate on their own behalf and understand what their rights are. Under that department as well, we do our legislative advocacy, both on the state and federal levels, trying to educate policymakers on what is in the best interest of the disability community in terms of perhaps new laws and new policies and things like that. Uh, we also have a very large, our largest department is our home care department. Oh. And we have about 1,300 employees that are out in the community in people's homes, wow. helping them with daily living, getting out of bed, brushing their teeth, eating, things like that. Again, so they can remain in their homes as opposed to having to be you know, in a, in a more restrictive environment like an assisted living or a nursing home, things like that. Uh, and then we talked a little bit about the Sports and Fitness Center, which is an incredible, incredible facility. We also have employment services, so people with disabilities that are on Social Security that want to uh, get back into the workforce or get into the workforce for the first time. We help them with resume building, connecting with employers, job skills, things like that, get them up and, and, and kind of walk with them through the process of employment. And as they're employed, let them know their rights in terms of uh, reasonable accommodations and things like that. We also have benefits planners. So, you know, people with disabilities often rely on certain types of benefits that are provided, sure. Medicaid specifically. Yeah. Uh, and navigating those eligibilities and things like that can be very complex. So we have specialists there that you can call and they'll uh, ask you a few questions and figure out kind of how you can pursue work, but still, uh, if need be, maintain some of those vital uh, supports and services that help you remain in the community and, in fact, get employment. So those are just a few programs that we have, um, but we have so, so much more. We just actually exciting uh, uh, just um, – uh, acquired another smaller nonprofit that focuses on outdoor recreation. So oh. we've adopted their programs. And actually, they're leaving, I think, just next week. They're going to do a, uh, I believe it's a 12-day uh, river rafting um, trip down the Grand Canyon. Those oh, nice. Facilities. Yeah. So, you know, sky's the limit at yeah. Ability360. Um, and it wasn't like that so many years ago, right? No, unfortunately, it was not. Yeah. No, a lot of these opportunities, unfortunately, uh, didn't exist, yeah. you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago for people with disabilities, and that's such a shame. But we're so proud to to be a leader uh, in, in helping folks understand that these opportunities exist. I know the VA does a good job of taking care of their own, but do you have veterans coming through this uh, Ability360 at all? Yeah, absolutely. So we represent people across the spectrum of disability. So that's anybody with intellectual and developmental disabilities to mental health to physical disabilities and including veterans. So we're actually in the process right now of hiring a veterans a specialist to just work with that population. Oh, nice. Yep. Yeah, that's good. Good to know. And um, 
So if someone wants a, a tour or wants to check it out, uh, before we do that, I'm going to share one more story about my friend, Ryan. He's going he's gonna to hate me that I even mentioned his name today. No, he's, he's used to it. But um, he came in to, for this radio show. And I ashamed myself because he walked, he came in and I finished an interview, went out to get him to bring him into the studio from the lobby and he's in a chair. And I thought, I thought you'd have somebody with you. <laughs> he laughed. He says, no, uh, I, I drive myself. Right. <laughs> yep. uh, I've, I've never seen his van, but it's well equipped and nothing stops this guy there you go yeah, that's <laughs> incredible i mean between universal design and and technology as it is today i mean sky's the limit yeah it's really interesting so uh so good for you i mean i i'm excited for you and 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 you've got uh your learning learning curve is probably a little steeper right yeah but, absolutely uh, being a, almost a year and a half but but uh for goodness sakes i had a friend at one time I think it was right after the, um, has it always been called Ability 360? So it used to be called ABLE, uh, Arizona Bridge to Independent Living. Yes. Um, I had a friend, he passed from ALS, unfortunately, but he was office there for a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, he had a ministry out of that building. Okay. And so I know it's had high use and high high within the community, yep. not just Phoenix, probably statewide, right? Mm-hmm. If there's nothing else like it around the state, right? Right, right. Yeah, so it's interesting. We uh, call it the Ability360 campus. Not only is our, our main offices there, but we also have rent office space out to other disability-related nonprofits. Oh, nice. So within the building? Within the building, right, yep. Yeah, it, it's an. I didn't even know you had a pool till just <laughs> yeah. till I was doing your background check on Ability Three Hundred and Sixty, and I thought there's a pool there. Yeah, and yeah. I've been in that parking garage a number of times. Okay, I've never probably walked by it a hundred times. I never even knew it was there. Yep, yep, yep. We are, the facility, like I said, is just unbelievable, and it's really the product of uh, you know the former uh, CEO and president and so many generous people in the Valley who contributed financially to make that a reality. Yeah. So fundraising is a big, big deal. And you probably have staff or whoever runs uh, periodic uh, fundraisers, right? Yep, absolutely. We have a. Uh, it's, it's for it's our a audience small, to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a relatively small department. In fact, <laughs> uh, it consists of one very incredibly hardworking individual who's our director of development. Mm. Uh, but you know, development—it's uh, all about building relationships, and that's kind of an all hands on deck kind of thing. I mean, people love working at Ability Three Hundred and Sixty, and people love talking about what they do. So just getting kind of word of mouth out there and talking about the programs and all the great things we do, um, I think that's the compelling part in terms of raising funds. It's not so much about the ask. It's more about tell me about what you do and how you impact the community. Absolutely. And and the number of nonprofits that are – that are out there. It's just pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so you moved here from Houston? 
I moved here from New Orleans, but I grew up outside of Houston. In, uh, I'm going to ask what, what the community was. It wasn't. Uh, I have a, a. My sister lives in Friendswood. Okay, yeah, I grew up a uh, <laughs> little town. It's much larger now, uh, but it called Tomball. It's in northwest oh, okay. Houston. <laughs> <clears throat> She's on the south side, uh, about 15 Friendswood. minutes outside of downtown Houston. Yeah. But it's a bedroom community for NASA, is what it is. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And um, so I'm. I'm really glad you're in Arizona. You found your way here. Yeah. And uh, and I'm excited for what you're doing. I feel your excitement, and and uh, how can you not be excited about what you're doing? I mean, for goodness sakes, uh, you are all being rescuers. And um, in our last two minutes, why don't you uh, co- uh, capsulate how to how to reach out to you, uh, location? Uh, if somebody has needs, uh, how can you? take immediate care or or at least listen to them? Yeah, absolutely. So I think most of our supports and services are best described on our website. So that's www.ability360.org. You can find our contact information. We have the main office here in Phoenix, but we also have other satellite offices all over the valley. And in fact, another one in Tucson. So uh, we also have an incredible information and referral department. So you know, any question uh, that might relate to people with disabilities, feel free to give us a shout. If we don't know the answer, certainly we know somebody that does. That's not that's uh, so great. And Chris Rodriguez is who I've been talking to, president and CEO of Ability 360 in Phoenix. Uh, by the way, if they're going going to the website, it's Ability 360 with no gap, right? Between, Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and the number is 360. Yeah. The, okay. Uh, yeah, that's important. Yeah. Not spelled out. So, uh, you know, I've just met you today, and um, I know that already you are a rescuer. So I'm so glad you could be on the Rescuers Radio Show today. Well, I certainly appreciate the opportunity, Art. God bless, Chris. Thank you. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 